Ready? Begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Do we have any requests to speak on about anything not on the agenda? Oh, roll call, please. Sorry. <laughs> I'm already present. 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 Okay. Do we have any requests to speak on anything not on the agenda? No. Okay. We don't have any minutes to review either. Today. No, sir. No. All right. Well, let's go right to our first and only item. Good evening, Chair, Planning Commissioners. Um, so tonight, for your consideration, uh, the applicant requests that the Planning Commission review and consider uh, variance 2023-0002, conditional development permit number 2022-0031, uh, PPD 22-0056, and the environmental assessment. Uh, so tonight's project, um, you kind of see on the aerial here, this is in the center of town. Uh, there's an industrial corridor on Rialto Avenue. So generally at the northwest corner of Cactus and Rialto is where the site is located. It's a 7.8 acre site composed of uh, multiple parcels. Um, this is a look at what the zoning is uh, today. So um, as I mentioned, it's an industrial corridor. So you'll have the M1s adjacent, M2s to the south. Um, this project is actually bound by Rialto Avenue. It has a railroad uh, parcel that's owned by BNSF um, on the east side. And then also to the north is the Pacific Electric Trail. Um, so this is the parcel configuration today. Uh, one of the conditions of Real approval. Quick, so all the R1 is residential right above it then? Yes, on the top across the trail so that there. total top and directly across from it is all residential? Uh, across the trail. Only. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, so the applicant will actually be required to file a lot line um, adjustment. Um, what that's going to do is go ahead and merge their parcels into one um, for the purposes of this project. And you'll see in the center there, there's some city-owned, um, there's a water facility there. So there's a couple of parcels that uh, Rialto Water Services has. And currently today, they access that via an easement um, across the property there. Um, so this is what it's going to look like today. It's going to go from that configuration to something that now has a Rialto Avenue uh, frontage there. Um, so that you know, will be part of the lot line adjustment as well. Um, this, what you see on the site here, is what they're, what's calling phase one. This project's going to be built in two phases. Um, primarily, the entire site, except for the northeast corner, is going to be developed. Um, for those of you who are familiar, right adjacent to this uh, trail there, there's uh, the flood control channel uh, along Cactus Avenue. Um, it is open to air for at least 200 feet in that area there. Um, the applicant was going to come forward and proposed to underground that just like it is on the rest of their site but the county flood control has already started that project uh, at least in their environmental um, review for that 
So um, what's going to happen here is they don't know the flood controls project uh, for certain, but they are starting working on it. It's anticipated, you know, it could probably take like a year or two. Um, but when they do finally finish that, this project will then go into um, phase two, uh, which will go ahead and come over that same area and install additional uh, parking spaces, landscape buffer, um, all on, on their private property just over that easement. Um, so this is a little bit closer look at what the site design is. Um, the arrows are just kind of indicating the driveways. Um, it's not just that they're entrances, but uh, for ingress, egress, these are the driveway locations. There's two on Rialto and then two on Cactus. Um, the automobiles will be able to have uh, full access on Rialto on the uh, westerly uh, driveway and then also uh, vehicle access on the northerly Cactus. Uh, the trucks will have to um, access the truck port um, via Rialto Avenue and then there's a couple of options to, to exit there but on Cactus Avenue is where they'll uh, predominantly come out and head south uh, and then follow from there the city's required truck routes. Um, so this is the site layout. It has a uh, parking on uh, both east and west sides. Um, there's a drive aisle to the north with a 10-foot planter, and all of that is adjacent to the existing Pacific Electric Trail there. Um, the truck court is actually oriented to the south of the um, project site so that it's not or furthest away from any uh, potential or sensitive uses in the area. Um, this is what the floor plan is going to look like. So it does have the office located uh, generally in the southwest corner um, of the building there. Uh, this is what the building is going to look like. So um, staff has reviewed it, compared it to the design guidelines, and made sure that it has all of the required articulation, uh, roof variations, um, materials, articulation, and this is just some of the aerials that were provided on what the office area would look like your view from um, Rialto Avenue, as well as Cactus. So in terms of um, landscaping, so at the end of the day when this is all done, um, it's going to have 12% or 12.3 uh, coverage, uh, which exceeds the 10% that's required. Um, that's gonna come via the setbacks along uh, Rialto and then also uh, perimeter um, planters, 10 foot, that go all the way around the site there. Um, basically, uh, there was an environmental or initial study that was prepared by DUDEC. Um, it was an MND and it was circulated for a 30 day comment period. Um, so the mitigations that were suggested uh, for this project involved these listed here for nesting bird um, and then in the event of discoveries that they have uh, obtained a qualified archeologist, paleontologist also as well, you know, the Native American Kits Nation has also requested that uh, they have a tribal monitor on site during all grading disturbances. Um, also, um, let's see, yeah, so we talked about the consultation that actually took place um, on April, and then, uh, you know, the environmental circulation period is also listed there for you. So this mitigation actually, uh, MND satisfies all of the requirements via CEQA. This project is actually consistent with not only the M1 zone, uh, but it's also with Chapter 18, uh, 112, the city's indoor facilities. <coughs> and lastly, the uh, city of Rialto's design guidelines as well. 
Um, listed are the goals of the general plan that this project is consistent with 2-16, 2-22, and 3-1. Um, this project actually, if you're driven by, will replace um, an underdeveloped, currently vacant site and replace it what the M1 deems as the highest and best use for the property. Um, all of the project uh, notices for this project were mailed out to all the property owners within a 1,000 foot radius. We're also published in the newspaper and they were posted on the site as well. So with that, uh, staff recommends that the Planning Commission adopt the attached resolutions L, M, N, and O to approve the environmental uh, 21-46, variance number 23-002, conditional development permit 22-0031, and precise plan of design uh, 2021-0056, respectively, uh, to develop the uh, 100 59,700 square foot industrial warehouse with the associated improvements on the subject property, subject to those uh, findings and conditions herein. And that's all I have for you today, but I did notice the, the applicant uh, is here and staff is also available for any questions that you may have. I have a couple of questions. Okay, we're gonna uh, open the, uh, real quick, Frank, let me open the public hearing, sure. let's do that first. We're going to open the uh, public hearing uh, public uh, comments section and before we go to the public maybe Frank's question you need to ask on that Frank, Frank go ahead buddy uh, <clears throat> excuse me you said you mailed out the announcements or notices to a within a thousand feet that is correct what was there any what was the response um, so we didn't get any uh, citizens or residents that actually replied um, there were 240 notices that went out because of the radius um, so as you could see from the aerial there were about you know, half or if not more of the area was uh, industrial, but all to the north, there were uh, about 240 uh, in total. But we did not get any responses from the neighborhood. Um, My other question was, uh, <clears throat> no response, okay, fine. Um, uh, skip my mind. I was thinking about what you were saying. That's okay, we can go on. Any questions before? What, um, what are some of these other adjacent properties, industries with them? Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, in, in the staff report, um, it'll actually indicate that across um, Rialto Avenue to the south, uh, that's an M2 piece of property. Uh, it's a plaza, basically a multi-tenant for <coughs> auto repair. So you'll see a lot of auto repair in that section there. There's also um, a contractor's yard to the south. Um, also across Cactus, there are other industrial. Uh, Dan's Lawnmower happens to have you know a shop there with some repairs. Uh, there's also a, a truck repair there. Um, to the north across the trail is where you have that uh, R1. And then to the west is where you have a county facility, an education facility for uh, adult um, education. That's a school next to it then, Ron. I think it's called Bob Murphy. Yeah, it's yeah. not a K through 12, but it is a, a continuation county. Yes, a county facility, adult school. Excuse me. Uh, my other question, <laughs> it just hit me. Uh, is this owner uh, developer or owner occupied or? Well, the owner, the owner of the land is developing it, but the building is speculative. So there's not a known tenant at this time, at least not to my knowledge. So we don't know who's coming in? Not at this time. 
All right, let's go ahead and go to the public. Do we have any requests to speak on this item? I do have two speakers. <clears throat> okay. The first speaker is Delshawn McClellan. Yes, sir. I might. It may be appropriate to let the applicant speak prior to taking the public comment no if, problem. if uh, they would like to present first. Applicant, please. And if you can, if you can please uh, state your address for the record. Oh, sure. Um, yes, Stephen Lindgren, Lincoln Property Company, uh, 915 Wilshire Boulevard, uh, Los Angeles, California. Yeah, just wanted to say thank you uh, to staff and planning uh, for allowing us to, to come and present tonight. We're really excited about this project. We hope you guys see all the merits that we see in this project to help you know elevate this piece of land into a best-in-class industrial project uh, to help further drive growth within Rialto. Our, our full team is here uh, and all of our consultants, so just want to say thank you on behalf of the larger development team, and we're here to answer any questions that you guys may have on the project. Do you have any idea what type of industry you want to, what, what's the build and size and design that you're proposing, what kind of customer would you, or renter would you get for that? It's important, especially in, uh, in these difficult economic times that we're kind of going through. We, we tried to build a project with as much flexibility as we possibly could um, to try to, um, to, try to uh, get you know, as many types of tenants as we possibly can. Um, so warehouse, distribution, manufacturing, all, all the different types of major industrial uses. Yeah, I mean, just the concern, there's so many vacant warehouses. I was driving here today, there's vacancy and all these brand new ones we built right off the freeway. And just obviously my concern is the city of Rathos turns into an industrial box city with no real industry going on. So do you have someone in mind already, you think? or? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first step uh, to really being able to go out and, and procure tenants is to get your entitlements right, secured right. because all the tenants want surety on how long is it going to take to con construct the project, which we have a really good kind of visibility on. So I think this is a, you know, kind of a big, big step. step to really be able to go and market that to, to different types of tenants. Have you so. built one, a project similar to this recently? Uh, we have, yeah. W yeah. What, what it, who ended up being the renter for that? Um, we've built a number of projects. Uh, we've built one uh, for Walmart. Um, we've built one for Amazon. So, so kind of major, you know, major tenants. What's the closest one that you built to Rialto? Um, the latest, uh, the most recent was was in, was in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, the first uh, person we have. Delshawn McClellan. Hey, sir, if you could state your address for the record, I appreciate it. Say it again. State your address for the record. Um, I'm currently looking for a piece of property out here. But I don't live out here, but I'm representing uh, my 6,000 members that live I know, here. but did you fill out a, sh a sheet? Yes, I did. Okay, but can you state your address? The I didn't put that on the paper. You didn't put it? No. And you're refusing to, is that what you're saying? No, I mean, I, yeah, I can say it. Okay. I, I, I live in uh, Victorville, California okay. right Thanks. now, currently looking to buy a piece of property out here. Okay. Go with your comments. Oh, okay. Well. Again, my name is Delshawn McClellan. I'm a member of the Southwest Mountain States Regional Council of Carpenters, which we represent over 6,000 members that live here in Rialto and the surrounding cities. Um, Lincoln Properties, this is, um, they're a good developer. They're a responsible developer and they're bringing community wealth to your city. 
and that's what we're um, all about with our members that live in this, this area. A project like this will bring a, hun a, a lot of jobs ongoing and after it's built to your community. And we're just all about community wealth and um, uplifting your city. Uh, the developer knows that a state certified apprenticeship program, they're on board with that. Okay. Did I hear you correctly? You said you have 6,000 members that live in our city? We have 6,000 members that live in the surrounding area. I was going to say, you'd be the largest employer of the city of Rialto. That's no, pretty awesome. We, no, no, no. We have about, <laughs> uh, about 300 members that actually live. I think you still would be the city. largest employer of the city of Rialto with 300 <laughs> members. Hey. <laughs> Bigger than the city, maybe. Oh, yeah. School district. But, I, oh, yeah. but we just, <laughs> we would like you guys to approve this project on going forward because it'll bring good jobs to your constituents out here and a livable mortgage paying wage for our members as well. That's all I got. Thank, thank, you. thank you, sir. Do we have anyone else requesting to? Our next and last speaker is Jason Bias. Okay. Well, Mr. Bias, be you state your address. Honorable Council, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to you. state to your address for the record, please? 1123 West Parkview Drive, West Covina. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak. My name is Jason Baez. I'm a proud member of Labor's International Union of North America, and we fully support this project. You know, it's a hard thing for our members to work all day in the sun and then come here. So that's why we... Hold on. I don't know where that's, that's coming from. That's why we come sometimes for them. <laughs> I think that was a Star Wars I game. thought Not so. Not a Star Wars guy. Someone has hijacked. Do we have it on the online? It just had to be. It's a crazy thing. Hold on. We'll, we'll let your time continue no after worries. this step. No worries. I, I believe they don't call you Luke, do they? Go ahead. may have came from um, the media center. Um, oh, next. I know that Daniel, were, can you tell? Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, sir. Oh, okay. So as I was saying, you know, each one of these projects is of the utmost importance to us. You know, at these projects, we get the opportunity to prove our worth, learn new skills, and very important for us, we build relationships with <clears throat> contractors and other workers. That's how we get on to the next project the majority of the time. So each one of these projects is very serious for our career. It also brings good wages to the community and helps us to continue paying the bills, taking care of our children, keeping our, our medical benefits up to date, and you know, gives us a lot of opportunities. You know, these projects, they also help the community. You know, they boost sales for local vendors. You know, more jobs, more need for housing. They attract new investors and bring the current market rate up. We also have a responsible applicant who's did everything in their power to meet up to the, to the uh, standards that the community expects. And we're just hoping we can get your support for this project to go through so we can continue working and taking care of our families and opening the door for new people to come in and join us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before you go, excuse me, <laughs> you have, um, what do you call them? Um, trainees. Yes, yes. Uh, apprentices, I, apprentices, I'm sorry, apprentices. Yeah. Do you bring them on the job when they're finishing up their apprenticeship or 
you wait until they get their certificate and then bring them on the job? No, no, you know, I went through the apprenticeship myself mm -hmm. from the very beginning. You know, a job, a project like this opened the door for me to come on. So I understand. Once, so once it, you know, opened up the door for me, they sent me to the training center, the apprenticeship program, and then I would work for like three, four months. Then I'd go to school for a week. And then when I had the time, I would go to school on weekends of my own free will just to get more uh, uh, certifications. And while I was working, you know, met, everybody kind of would help me. You know, even the other trades would help teach me, but, but my trade especially would help me. But as I was working, you know, they, they taught me, but no, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't need a certification to get onto the project. We just need to pass a boot camp. And it's a very difficult task. We pick up 100-pound concrete bags, carry cinder blocks, and it kind of, you know. No, I, I understand. Where is your um, union, your local uh, located? Well, we I work all around. Your local. My local. Yeah. Well, uh, West Covina. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you recruit from the area, or do you bring uh, apprentices from the outside? Well, it, it, when, when there's a, yes. My name is Ralph Felder. I'm the coordinator with the organizing department with the Labor's Union. We have local unions in, in every major city in the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. We have a local union that's right here in San Bernardino, and they have a, a, about 3,000 members that cover this entire area. And we bring in apprentices, young people into the union uh, on sometimes a monthly basis. We have boot camps uh, at least quarterly. And these young kids are able to go out to projects. That's the reason why a lot of these projects are important to us, because that's where they start off. Our journeymen are there, and about 20% of those hours go to our apprentices, because those are our future in our union, and along with the Carpenters Union as well. They're the future of the union, so it's up to us to train them to take over for us when we exit and retire. So and we have apprentices from every city uh, in Southern California. Okay, and the reason for my question was because if you're drawing from uh, apprentices from this area, you're drawing, you're, you're training people who will stay in the area absolutely. and live and support the area. Absolutely. That's what I'm looking for. No, absolutely. Improvement for the city, residents, and for the young people because a lot of them don't go to school, don't go to college, and they don't have to. But as long as you provide a good training and good opportunities, that's fine. These are excellent careers for young people. What about, what about the um, modern technology? We train the latest technologies in concrete finishing, uh, robotics, uh, you know, <laughs> we have systems that uh, go into tunnels and, or pipelines to inspect, and we train in those areas. So all the latest technologies you have in construction, we train in, uh, we have, we're certified in, and we even have trained the trainers that are supposed to train, you know, the next generation. Oh, you're on it now. Oh, yeah, we're on top of it. You see these big freeways that are built around here, all the major stadiums? And dams in the country so the, the that union, have been done, they were all built union. So far, the was built union. The expansion of law was all built union. And there's a reason for that, because they want to make sure they build it once, they build it right, and they build it to the highest standard. And we're on the forefront of training. We graduate about 700 people a year in the laborers' union, and we have over 3,000 apprentices at any given time. All of our instructors are credentialed instructors. So when they go through our training program, they can also get college credits for that training. So they don't necessarily have to stay a laborer or, or a carpenter that the carpenters have. They, they can move on, become an instructor, go on and be an architect, be an engineer, 
you know. So you have that pathway to college for further education. We absolutely still have. within the construction industry. Absolutely, all okay. apprenticeship programs are connected to a, a call, to the college system. Okay. Every one of them that we have. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Can you all please right. fill out a card too before you before you leave? Fill out a card. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> Do we have anyone else requesting to speak? Thank you. If you can also please state your address for the record. Yes, of course. Uh, good evening, members of the commission. My name is Paige Gosney. I'm a, a land use counsel for the applicant, LPC. My address is 2010 Main Street, and that's in Irvine. Uh, just a couple of a quick points I wanted to reiterate. First, I wanted to uh, reiterate our thanks for staff, for Daniel Rojas, Daniel Casey, Rosas, Daniel Casey, Paul, and Colby for all of their hard work on the project. Uh, it's been a long process to get here. Uh, as Stephen said, we're extremely excited about this project. This is a central piece of property in the city. It's a high-profile corner. It's a it's a high-profile corner that's been underutilized, we think, for a long long period of time, and and we believe this project is really going to um, uh, you know elevate the project, elevate the excuse me, elevate the site, uh, bring in jobs, uh, and and really be a benefit to the city, something that the city will be proud of, and and we're really excited to to bring that to you. Just a, a couple of points to address questions. Uh, Commissioner Gonzalez, you asked about the noticing and the thousand feet and the responses. I just wanted to bring to the commission's attention, before we, we went down the planning path, this was before we went to EDC and everything else, we reached out to a consultant, Kathleen Kennedy, who went and met with each and, each and every one of the individual residential neighbors on the other side of the um, Pacific Electric Trail to elicit their feedback about the project. We had conceptual drawings and a site plan about what we were proposing. We wanted to get their feedback. We wanted to get their thoughts. And we wanted to have that information before we went to EDC mm -hmm. so that we could present it and share it with EDC and, and get their thoughts on it. So we did reach out, and all of the responses that we got were overwhelmingly in favor uh, and supportive of the project because I think a lot of you know what the property was being used for at the time and has been used for for, for a long time and, and what we were going to do to the project and elevate it, or to the property and elevate it. So we got a lot of the um, positive feedback from those neighbors. They did have a chance to weigh in. Uh, and they waited in at the very beginning. We also held a community outreach meeting as well prior to um, uh, coming before Planning Commission tonight. This was back in February. The city helped coordinate it. We were in this room. We had snacks. We had poster boards up with the project, everything that we were proposing. We wanted that community engagement. We wanted that opportunity to discuss the project with the local residents in particular and get their thoughts. So there was a lot of that outreach. Okay. Uh, My concern and I'm sure the other commissioners uh, agree with me. Our concern is that the businesses that we bring in, the uh, establishments that we have, are gonna be um, beneficial. Warehouses have a history of polluting, and there's a new research that some of this pollution is affecting the minds of uh, older people, like myself, um, and maybe that's why I'm here, <laughs> but uh, it does, um, impact people with respiratory illnesses and we want to keep the pollution down and that was my reason for asking about the training and that kind of stuff because we don't have i don't have any problem with warehouses as long as they're within a certain distance they have a certain um uh, what is it uh, zone that they from residents and schools and parks and places where people can be uh, impacted with the uh, pollution Traffic also is a uh, is a major concern because our, our roads are going to the dogs. You got potholes all over the place or
beginning to fix them up and we need to keep repairing them, we understand. But we don't want to repair them every year because we got so many heavy traffic, so many heavy trucks traversing the, the streets. I appreciate your comments. I absolutely understand where you're coming from. You know, in terms of the impacts to sensitive uses and receptors, the project was specifically designed to minimize those types of impacts. The dock doors are facing south on the other side of the property, away from the residences on the other side of the Pacific Trail, facing towards a heavy industrial and M2 property, which is south of Rialto. Um, the property itself, as you mentioned, you know, we, you want to have industrial uses on properties that are intended and planned for those types of uses. And this is an M1 site. This is an M1 corridor with M2 mm -hmm. across the street. This is exactly the type of use that the city contemplated for this property. And we believe and we've, we've really strived to design it in a way to minimize all of those potential impacts and avoid all of those potential impacts to the community. We'll also note the size of the property as well and all of the new, uh, of the building, excuse me, and all the new regulations that would require us to minimize and avoid those types of impacts. But the environmental document as well, the mitigated negative declaration, looked at the air quality impacts, looked at the traffic impacts, and found that none of them would be significant. And we didn't get any comments <coughs> to the contrary. And we believe that the evidence that's in the record before you tonight supports that the project will not have any of those kinds of impacts. And we'll, we believe <coughs> we'll elevate the city and elevate this high profile corner for the city. And, and for that reason, we're excited about it. But we understand your comments, understand your concerns. and. We think that we've addressed them with the project and how it's been designed and studied. Okay, uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I did just have one other comment, uh, Commissioner Gutierrez, your question about the marketing, and I understand there's warehouses that are vacant, et cetera. Developers like LPC, this is what they do. They've done tons and tons of these projects. People much smarter than me look at the economics, look at the market before they underwrite a project like this, the cost that would go into entitling it. They, they make sure that they're certain that there's a market, that the project's going to be leased, and that we're going to have a tenant, and a tenant that the city is going to be proud of, and a tenant that's appropriate for the site, appropriate for the business. So I understand that, you know, when you look around, you might see other buildings that are, are vacant, and that's going to be a reflection of the market, but we are 100% confident that we're going to find a great tenant for this building, and it's going to be a great asset to the community. Okay. Along that same line, um, as, as you build these uh, warehouses and you've you got truckers coming in and going out, uh, you've got to be uh, on top of the com competition where they're taking drones and delivering all of this stuff from uh, distribution centers. Uh, and, and, you know, you have to keep up with that stuff too. We would certainly want to be on the cutting edge of, of you know, the, the industry and what the market requires. and. I don't think we're quite at the drone delivery stage, but I know that's an issue. That's something that we've been looking at. Um, and, you know, this project and the site, I think, will be designed to accommodate, you know, the highest and most technologically advanced um, support systems for whoever tenant is ultimately in there. So okay. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Do we have anyone else request to speak? No. Move to close the public hearing. Second. Any opposed? All in favor? Yeah, all right. Move to adopt the attached resolution exhibit L, M, N, and O to approve a environmental asset review number 2021-0046, variance number 2023-0002, conditional de development permit number 2022-0031 and for precise plan of design number 
2021-0056, respectively, to allow the development of a 159,700 square foot industrial warehouse with associated paving, landscaping, and lighting on 7.81 acres of land, assessor parcel number 0128-141-49, and assessor parcel number 0128-141-63, and assessor parcel number 0128-141-70, and assessor parcel number 0128-141-72, subject to their findings and conditions therein. All in favor? Do I have a second, brother? Do I have, do you have a second? I've already had a second already. What's that? I think we already had a second. Yeah. Didn't you do it, John? Yeah. Did, okay, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? I oppose. Okay. Very well. Motion carries. All right. We don't have any action items. No, we don't. Well, do you have, do you have any comments, Paul? Just a couple, Chair. Um, I did want to introduce um, Haiti Gonzalez. She's our newest administrative assistant. You're gonna be seeing more of Haiti. She's gonna be taking on some of the planning commission responsibilities, so. She'll be here more, and she's here to help out planning and community development overall as well. So we're glad to have her here. She just started Monday, so. So she's your new boss then. <laughs> Pretty much. She's the one that will have the, she'll have this, the big stick and tell us when we get our staff reports in and when everything's due. Good so. deal. Good deal. <laughs> what is your name? Haiti. 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 Yeah. Another Gonzalez, because. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, and Frank Gonzalez as well, so. You're one too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we're not related, huh? <laughs> and, oh. Glad to have you aboard. <laughs> Welcome. The Director of Community Development and um, actually Daniel Casey and Daniel Rosas will be heading down to San Diego for ICSC, Intercontinental or uh, Convention for Shopping Centers. And that's why he's not in attendance today as oh, well. Okay. So we're gonna put a shopping center where that cement factory is off of Pepper. That would be that would be ideal. Um, it is currently in the county. They are processing a project there, and there is ongoing conversations with them as well. However, so um, the next planning commission meeting will be November eighth, which is in a couple of weeks. And then just so the um, commission, just a reminder. So starting in December. We're gonna go to the first and third Wednesday of the month. So we'll have one, maybe two meetings in November, and then we'll start that in, in December. Just so remind us when we get, we when we get to obviously the date. We'll be sure to do so. Yeah. Um, and so then there, also. There wasn't enough budget to get funding from the cement stand to the council. I wasn't a part of that. Um, typically, the council will go with uh, community development. Um, I, I don't know if in the past, the commission has the commission gone in the past to I, I don't think John, so. Or, or yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah. So with, with the city or in L. Oh, that was a couple couple years ago, right? So, okay. Um, I, I did want to um, 
wish um, Artis Gilbert uh, recovery. I know he's been in the hospital and he'll be getting out shortly. I'm not sure if the commission knew that, so I talked to him earlier and he seemed um, eager to get out of the hospital and get home. So, yeah, but he is in the. He, he did not relay, relay that information to me, so I'm not yeah. sure. I was, and he was quick to he, get you off. I think he was in a in a rush to um to get off the phone, and uh, so he, so I wasn't able to get that information from him. So, um, other than that, um, just wanted to wish the council a good night after this meeting, and also too one more thing, uh, we are going to have general plan update that will be coming before the commission in probably December. Just something to keep in mind. And then the um, specific plan amendment for both Foothill and Central, those will be coming before the uh, commission in probably December as well. So we'll have all that information for you ahead of time so you can take a look at it and, and review it. So, And that's all I had. Okay. Any what's, what's happening with the uh, that apartment complex that was on Foothill, that five acres across from Stater Brothers Shopping Center? We haven't seen any plans submitted yet. Um, at this point, I, I get checked and see what the status is on the actual entitlements because um, they do have to submit within a year unless they require um, requesting a year extension in order to keep the applications um, open. So let, let me look into that for you. Commissioner, I'll have an um, update next week. I meeting. just hope it isn't like the people building the medical center there and once they got all the investor money, they uh, mm. disappeared. Mm. Yeah, I do know that the, um, they were moving dirt around a few months ago and I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, why they stopped, but I'll, I'll that's what I say. It looked like they started and quit. Yeah So I'll have a I'll find out for you and have an update for your next meeting Planning Commissioner any comments Do you have a motion to adjourn? The, you know, when, when you see a tree every 30 feet, that doesn't say it's going to do anything for, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, keeping it. Yeah, and when they complete the uh, mitigated negative declaration, all the mitigations are in there. And then we could get you, we'll, we'll point it out, we'll, we'll have a copy in there for you exactly which ones that they have to do to mitigate. How about if um, we just get a summary of it from staff? We, we can get a summary for you as well. Well, I, I just would like us to maybe be a little more proactive on, you know, we're getting landscaping, it's, you know, 15%, which means it's closer to 10%, but is it going to help us? Is it going to help mitigate the pollution? You know, just, just some more, I guess, uh, solutions rather than upfront. And a lot of them are very clear, like, they have to do a bird study. It'll say under the biological section, you need to do a bird study before you um, before you start any grading and those types of things. So we can get you those and put in a nice little summary we for just you as well. Know if we're making any efforts to mitigate the pollution mm -hmm. that's being generated. Mm -hmm. And by the way, how's our housing going out at uh, Renaissance? Great question. And the list of items.
the Renaissance Residential. Yeah. Uh, I know that Lennar has taken over that project, uh, the same builder that's developing River Ranch um, up there in the Lyle Creek area. And they are in plan check right now with their um, track map, final track oh, map, okay. and also their civil uh, drawings as well. Good deal. That's great. And when will they be out of plan check? probably a few month process from which date in the past or in the future <laughs> from the time they submit yeah I mean there are variables that are up to them right I mean they need to respond to corrections resubmit so I, I can't give you like a they're not an amateur night builder though they know typically a project like that would go through plan check for a few months they've been building for a long time or, yeah they're not yeah. gonna be I mean they're, crazy they're this time. building other product right now they're eager to move forward on this we have a weekly meeting with Oh, good. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, but it brings up a great point. I mean, the state is so hell bent on destroying its energy industry, but it's not concerned with pollution with trucks. And it's schizophrenic behavior. <laughs> it really is. We want to kill the fuel industry, but we because of uh, global warming or climate change, whatever term they're using nowadays. But we want to add as many trucks as humanly possible on the roads. It's it's schizophrenic behavior. But they're going to be electric. And I got to have my patio five feet away from the property line, but I could build a living dwell another eight with ADU. They call it ADU. ADU. Yes. ADU. I can build it damn near on my neighbor's house and get a permit. That makes no damn sense. That's true. Yeah, setbacks are four feet, <laughs> <laughs> which is nuttiness. Yeah, and they, they typically do well. They typically do five feet. <laughs> they typically do five feet, which is where our code is for most most Right, right. Well, well, actually, they do because they can't have they can't have an opening on that side, so they can't have any windows if it's only four feet. That's oh, more of a fire thing. So, I see, I see. so this kind of forces them to do a minimum of five feet. So they have to put a planter like I have to put one in that gap. Mm -hmm. Something. Yeah. All right. I'm just teasing. That was a personal. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you putting up with our pointed questions, which are sometimes that's the way it needs to be. You know? No, no, yeah, that's that's why we're here to yeah, appreciate support the commission. And Daniel, for the heck of it, how long has the plans been supposedly around for Renaissance? How many years? <laughs> for the residential? Yeah. Uh, which plans specifically, like the entitlements or the? I, I'm, well, I mean, you know, there's multiple steps. So the no, no, I understand, but. We've been chatting about the residential for quite a while. Correct? Yep. Yep. So it's it's just interesting, you know, a couple more months, couple more years, you know, just just a ballpark. I, I yeah, I mean, it's a private development, you know, and they go at their speed. Uh, so, uh, you know, the the land was entitled uh, as far as uh, made residential when the Renaissance Specific Plan Amendment was adopted in 2016, and then the Planning Commission approved the subdivision. Um, early this year, uh, right? So there was that, that time frame before Lennar came on board, and I think it was March or April of this year, Planning Commission approved the subdivision. So we're only, you know, what, five well, or six months into that, and they're actively in plan check. So, so, so we're moving along. The map is approved for two years. So they have a two-year time yeah. frame to get this map recorded and get their improvement plans reviewed and approved. Yeah, but we, we've been chatting with them well, not Lennar. See, Louis, Louis Stillwood. Lewis. Yeah. yeah, and now You've Lewis, been Lewis has Lewis. a yes, home builder Lewis. now. And Lennar is 
proposing to develop the project. <coughs> so since Lennar has been on board, it's, it's, I would say, relative to any other project, moving just as fast, if not faster. L Lewis isn't going to build anything. They don't want yeah. to build. They like warehouses. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis this whole time, for the last seven years, has been looking for a builder. They have one now in Lennar. It's they just they sell just, off. To I think that we just Lamar we just obviously just make sure we clear to keep it moving as fast. We need more housing, yep. big time a, in the city. Affordable housing. We need a damn warehouse. We're ready and we're we're processing as quickly as yeah. we can. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. If it's any yeah, consolation, yeah, most of our M1 is gone. Do, what is the city doing to um, worry about it, That's to I'm develop saying. some kind of a program for affordable housing for residents? Where are they? A city program? I mean, uh, separate and apart from the housing element, or like a direct program to house? Yeah. I mean, we'd have to do some research into that. I don't think I have an answer. I'm not sure if Paul has any additional information. Okay, because specific we talk city program to house individuals. Yeah. And the reason I'm asking you that is because we keep talking about affordable housing. Affordable housing now, this, at this time, is much less different than when I bought my house yeah. way back. Yeah, I mean, the city's identified its housing needs as a part of the housing element. And with the recent um, uh, zoning uh, overlay, in order to try to encourage developers to come in and develop higher density, affordable housing, yeah. um, I'm not aware of any project right now that we're specifically working on, but certainly the city is taking those steps to encourage those developments. I think the only thing that you have different programs from the federal government, first time home buyers, but at the end of the day, I mean, we can only print so much money before it's worthless. That's why it's cost so much to build a house now. The inflation is out of control. So if we print more money to help be able to start a new house, it's just going to keep increasing cost of fuel and everything else. And my concern, my concern is that we're building houses that people in Rialto aren't going to be able to afford. Oh, we're there. We're already there. Yeah, <laughs> we're there. Yeah. We're past that point then. A low, a low end house is five hundred grand right now. Yeah. Well, that, I don't that's know. affordable. That's right. What you call affordable? <laughs> no, that's what they call right. affordable. Are we to adjourn? Second. Thank you. Move to adjourn. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All those in favor, aye.